I'm Dan Kendall, and you're listening to Digital Health Today, Asia Pacific Edition. Did you know that this is just one of the many shows that we create? In fact, from original podcasts like this one, to patient and professional educational content, to digital marketing, and even podcast advertising, we do a lot more than simply host conversations. We're mission-based media. Visit our website to learn more at missionbasedmedia.com. Welcome to Digital Health Today, Asia-Pacific Edition, your go-to podcast to learn about the transformation of healthcare in a region with over 4.5 billion people across more than 40 countries. I'm your host, Tony Estrella. Globally, the insurance industry is rapidly changing with the increasing use of technology throughout the value chain. And because individuals in Asia-Pacific tend to buy and use health insurance from life insurers, the need for data, customer engagement, and digital transformation is particularly essential. To discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Paul Hughes, the head of Asia Pacific for Underwrite Me. Paul and I first met when we both worked at MetLife Asia many years ago, and I valued his insights on the insurance industry from his deep expertise as a leader in the private insurance sector across Asia Pacific. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. Pleasure to be here. So let's start first with insurance companies and how they're built and organized. Now, you've worked in the insurance industry across a number of companies. Tell us, what are the major groups within an insurance organization? Yeah, Tony, I think there's, in a very simple way, there's two main groups of people within an insurance company. The first is distribution. So the people that are going out and selling and working with distribution partners to basically get the product sold to as many individuals as possible and get as many people protected as possible. So Obviously, very key focus on that side of things for all insurers. And that's whether it's a tied agency channel, whether it's intermediated with banks or brokers, or whether it's direct to consumer. So a huge focus on that. So you'll see a lot of people both in the actual sales forces, but also in what we call channel management, which is managing those different distribution channels. Then the other main group of people within an insurance company are basically the operations. So these are the people that will run the new business process. They will make sure that customers get serviced correctly once they're in force and obviously be there to pay claims when claims need to be paid. And that's a very simple way to think about an insurance organization. Very helpful, though, because it helps to break down the role that each is taking in either developing products that are available to people or reaching out and engaging with those individuals to try to acquire new customers for insurers. But really, the objective here is to create a safety net. And so I think that's a nice way to think about it. So on the distribution side, not every country has that mix of three groups that you described. So what's the spectrum within Asia Pacific? Maybe give us an example where it's more extreme than others. Yeah, I think two good examples for that. Really, Asia has been led by what we call tied agency forces. So agents that work solely for that insurance company. And there are huge numbers. And that's particularly across China, across Southeast Asia, Hong Kong. So that's been a dominant force in distribution for a number of decades now in Asia. I think if you take a different example is in Australia and New Zealand, where primarily it's a broker market, where brokers represent more than one insurer, and that's a different marketplace totally. And in both organizations that you described, the distribution side and the operation side, data and technology is needed. And we'll get into that further in this conversation, especially as it relates to underwriting. But now I want to shift gears and 
talk more about what's the difference between insurers and reinsurers? What role does each play? Yeah, sure. So in terms of insurers, think of them primarily as a distribution company. They are the ones getting out to the customers, reaching them and selling policies. Obviously, insurers need products to do that. And that's where the partnership with reinsurers come in. Reinsurers will often have knowledge around pricing. They have a bit more data to rely on and can help design and price products for the insurer. That's helpful. And because of this data experience, then reinsurers are an essential partner for insurers and technology companies as they come together to figure out how to use data to improve insurance overall, right? Yeah, I think traditionally it has been, Tony. I think that is shifting, though. I think we see now, and the clients that we work with under ITME, a lot of them are starting to collect data from new sources. This could be a health engagement platform. We've seen a lot of those across Asia being launched. And the question for them now is, how do they start to use that data to better inform what they can do with products, better inform how they can underwrite and price risk, and make sure that uh, they're developing that proposition as they go. So a great transition. So let's talk about the state of underwriting right now. First off, let's define what exactly is underwriting for those people who have worked in the insurance sector. Sure. So basically, underwriting for life and health business is basically the acceptance process that an insurer goes through with the customer, with the client, to provide them the coverage that they're looking for. So that can either be a yes or no answer, but it can also be modified terms. So there could be ratings or exclusions, depending on the customer's particular situation and their history. So in a way, this is a profile method, a tool to be able to then determine what am I eligible for in the portfolio of insurance products. Is that correct? Yes, it's essentially a selection process. So a customer will choose the type of coverage and product they need. And then in that new business and underwriting process, they will complete information so that they can go on risk and complete the transaction. So that's the process to go through. The need for technology here is actually pretty high because the more technology you can use, the more you can automate this approach, you can really enhance this ability to be able to identify and match people to the right products. Can you give us a little history? How much technology was used in the past and where's been the inflection point to now see that the industry is rapidly using technology linked to underwriting and data? I think in the past, it's largely been a manual process or at least parts of that new business and underwriting process have been manual. So some bits have become more automated and more digital. If you think about it now, particularly with the pandemic, that we really saw a big increase in the interest from insurers to want to fully automate and digitize their underwriting process. And when you think about it, it's also around customer expectation. I think today people want an answer. They don't want to wait for days in terms of waiting for a manual process to complete. So that's really where the automation and digitization of that underwriting process is vital. And so if we are basically supporting the way that the consumer wants this process to work, then that's one element of underwriting, which is the engagement piece and really gathering data. And then what about the back-end engine? So how has that evolved over time from basically, if it was manually based, there's paper-based tables to whatever the current state is now. Can you describe that for us further? Yeah, and there has been quite a journey there. I mean, you're absolutely right. Underwriting used to be a totally manual process at one point. 
where underwriters would sit with the application form, they'd go through, they'd check the answers from the applicant, they'd refer to height and weight tables, the tables to look and see what their outcome would be. Then I guess around 20, 30 years ago was the adoption of what was called expert underwriting systems. And they were primarily used in the back office to really replace that backroom underwriting process which was occurring. And that was really the model for quite a few number of years. I think it's only really since maybe the last uh, 10 or 15 years, you can start to see that insurers have wanted to automate and digitize their sales process. And as they did that, they wanted to also look to see what they could do in the underwriting space. But it's probably fair to say today that there is still a large number of insurers which are still not having a fully automated underwriting process. Or maybe they have some basic rules or some basic guidelines put in place, but that doesn't deal with many of the customers they come across. And so if we focus on the customer now and hone in on the customers who are actively looking for insurance, if I look at the profile of people across Asia Pacific, we could group them into two broad buckets. You're either healthy or you're not healthy. And then as you start enhancing that, you could start adding in age demographics, their income, whether they're individuals or as family. And you can start really building out a mix of all these variables to determine who is the population that is seeking out insurance. Now, who is the customer of today for insurance or who's actively insured? And who is the customer of tomorrow? That's a very good question. So I think we need to recognize, of course, and if you think about customers today, typical buying age of customers today will be from your sort of mid-20s up to maybe your late 40s, mid-50s in terms of an age group. And let's just drill into that for a second because I think we'll all recognize that by the time you get towards the top end of that age range, you will have had some medical history. You will have been to a doctor for something. You will have had some investigations or even just routine tests to make sure you're healthy, health screening, etc. And if you look at the underwriting process that insurers expect, they want to know about that. And there's an interesting situation where I think often applicants are left wondering if they should disclose something. And why are they wondering that? Because they're wondering, if I say this, am I going to get rejected or declined for the cover I'm applying for? So we actually put a customer in unpleasant situation of trying to decide what to disclose. In reality, if you make your underwriting process fully automated and you really fully utilize the technology that's available today, we can deal with all of those disclosures and we can still get to the outcome we need to for that customer and for that insurer. So the customer of tomorrow is going to be more complicated to support with insurance, but because we now have more technology tools and we get to underwrite me's solution shortly, the ability to still adapt and offer something relevant and affordable for that individual is now more possible than it was before. Yes, absolutely. And this also reflect back to something I mentioned earlier, which is the number of products and benefits, which is great, right? The insurers have been tremendously innovative around new products, but each new product will tend to have a different benefit or a different coverage. And with all those different dynamics, again, you can't really rely on a manual process. The more automation you can build into that, the much more effective your sales process and your distribution is going to be. Great. So let's transition then to talk about Underwrite Me, because you and I have spoken in the past 
I've always found the product development process for insurance to require a lot more technology than it actually has used. And it seems like thankfully now, because of solutions like yours, that the various steps now have greater technology available to really link it into not just the financial side, but also really link it to how does a person's health play into the insurance process. So tell us a little bit more about the broad solution first. Yeah, sure. So basically, Underwrite Me provides underwriting automation tools for insurers. We have a range of different tools. The main one is Underwriting Engine. And basically, that's something that can be configured to a client's or insurer's product set, their risk appetite. It also manages the questions which customers are asked. So we don't believe in a static or one-size-fits-all application form. Different customers with different backgrounds, different ages, different products they're buying, there'll be different questions they need to answer. And our engine helps you manage those different question sets at the same time. The overall objective of our engine is to deliver a instant decision at the point of sale. That's, I think, the future model, and some insurers have moved there already. Others need to. If you just think about that for a moment, what does instant decision at the point of sale mean? It basically means that whilst the client is with the distribution, with the agent or the bank advisor, they can complete the sale and effectively put the customer on risk there and then. And that's exactly how it should be. We shouldn't be thinking insurance is something that takes days to put into place. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so one thing that this helps with immediately is for countries, say, like India, where there's many, many people who are paying out of pocket because they don't have insurance and don't have access to insurance, insurers are now able to increase the way that they can offer a first insurance product to those individuals who've never been covered before, right? Yes, that's right. So not only with the right automation and the right technology, you can get more people covered than you would if you had other manual processes. It also means your reach is better because every insurer is somewhat limited by distribution. So the more effective your distribution is, take the example, if you don't have the automation, then your distribution is likely to have to engage two, three, maybe four times with that same customer to complete the overall process of acceptance. If you move to your automated digital world of underwriting, then basically you can complete that in one sitting. And you can quickly see that means that that individual can be much more productive in terms of getting more people covered. What role does the regulator for a particular country have in the growth and more widespread use of Underwrite Me and other tools that help to really make it easier for individuals to get insurance? Yeah, I think honestly, they've been very helpful. Underwrite Me's technology is cloud hosted and we have hosting from Singapore and also from Sydney for Asia Pacific. And we see that many regulators are accepting of cloud computing as a solution, as an infrastructure that can be used. And I think that's important because it basically reduces the cost of the implementations for insurers. It also means it's much better in terms of keeping the most modern and up-to-date technology in place. So we can make sure that our clients have the upgrades to the latest engine and you don't end up with legacy systems. And generally, you know, we have operated across many of the markets in Asia and we found regulators to be accommodating most of the time. Now, when I think of technology impacting an existing sector, there's the ability for technology to help optimize, which we've gone into here in terms of how Underwrite Me is really helping to 
improve and add efficiencies where there previously hadn't been from manual to technology. But technology also has the ability to disrupt and change. And in reflecting on our conversation so far, it seems like if we think of data and we think of channel as two elements of the insurance sector, it seems like both of those could be drastically different with solutions like yours. With data, you now can introduce new data sets into the underwriting process. Can you explain more about that? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tony. So I think on the data side, and this is important, it's not only bringing in additional data sets, which an insurer or a client may have, which I used the example earlier about health engagement data and items such as that, but also think about what you basically get once you automate and digitize the process. And for example, with Underwrite Me's solution, you will get very granular information about how customers are reacting to every single question that you ask them. This is not something that insurers had a way to understand before. And that really helps insurers look at that data, which is new data, they've never had it before. And really they can start to change the way that they operate. They can find out which questions are effective, which underwriting guidelines and processes are effective and which need further work. It also means with the digital technology that we have that you can be much more flexible and nimble. And let me give one example of that, which is related to the pandemic. Obviously, as soon as the pandemic occurred, right, you saw insurers were thinking, what do I do at this point? I need to understand if people have contracted COVID, if they're at extra risk of contracting. And hence, they needed to change their questions and the underwriting approach. Our technology allowed a number of our clients to basically make that change happen basically within hours. Within the same day, they could put in place new questions and new processes, new guidelines to help make sure that they are staying open for business and accepting people. On the contrary, we also saw some insurers that just didn't have the technology and they literally had to refer to a totally manual process or indeed sort of cease accepting business for a period of time until they could adjust their manual processes. So I think that's another great example of where the sort of data and the flexibility of the system needs to come in. Fantastic. And on the channel side, I can imagine that now, especially as we look at not the current set of customers that you have today and are selling to, but look a little further into the future of potential customers, as we have new styles of insurance and new opportunities such as embedded insurance, and when I think of embedded insurance, rental cars is probably the best example where in the process of a transaction to get a car, you have to demonstrate you have the insurance to be able to cover you in case you need it. Healthcare is moving in that direction. It may not be there right now, but we are moving in that direction where there's going to be opportunities to have embedded insurance for healthcare needs. What is the vision of where Underwrite Me can fit in as the insurance sector evolves? So I think... Um underwriting engine basically supports all channels, whether that's intermediated. And we've definitely seen a huge growth in a number of clients that have launched direct-to-consumer channels, particularly obviously again through the pandemic period where they wanted to boost sales, which were perhaps quite impacted through the intermediated sales channels. And again, having one technology platform that allows you to run all of your products and all of your channels through is definitely the way that insurers are thinking and looking at this. So really, it does enable channel development. It enables direct-to-consumer channels, but also supports the traditional intermediated channels as well. Well, that's going to be exciting to see how things evolve. Uh, we're coming up on time. I wanted to ask you, 
One last question, really, about the geography of Asia Pacific and where you're seeing that the adoption of underwriting technology is taking place. We have quite a range of countries, and we can split Asia Pacific up into quite a number of smaller subregions. You know, if we think of Southeast Asia or Australia, New Zealand or China, Japan, South Korea, Indian subcontinent, are you equally seeing demand for your offerings across all those regions, or is there? clustering taking place right now where you see that one region is really picking up on the need for this and driving your business in Asia Pacific? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, Tony. I think, yeah, we definitely see some trends. First thing I'll mention in Australia and New Zealand, where Andrei Me has quite a few clients, they're moving to almost the next phase of automation. And by next phase, I'm talking about some of the products that we have, like the augmented decision module, which basically deals with secondary information that the underwriting process collects, such as a medical examination or a blood test. And we're automating those processes for insurers in that region. So they're taking the challenge even to a higher level. In Asia, I'd say the biggest interest we've had and seen, I would say, is in Southeast Asia plus Hong Kong. So I think obviously in a number of those Southeast Asian markets, there's probably not in the past been as much innovation around the sales process and the underwriting process in a digital fashion. And also there's a lot of competition. It's a very crowded market. Insurers are looking for ways to differentiate and they're also looking for ways to attract the right distribution partners, be them agents, be them banks. And again, looping back, if you have a very slick, automated digital underwriting process, you can see that's very attractive to distributors. And most importantly, it helps attract and retain customers and getting people covered, which is ultimately what we exist for. Well, great. I wish you the best in the growth of Underwrite Me and helping to tackle a really necessary challenge for us to see more people get the right type of coverage for insurance. So thank you for joining us on the show, Paul. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Tony. And that's a wrap on this episode. You can review the show notes for links to reach Paul and learn more about his work in bringing more technology to support the digital transformation of insurers across Asia Pacific. Before I go, here's how you, our audience, can support us. Please share this podcast with others. And if you follow or subscribe, you'll get updates on new episodes and other content. You can also email me at APAC at digitalhealthtoday.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or ideas for future episodes. Through my website, www.toniestrella.com, you can learn more about my fiction writing and my other healthcare work, including my white papers and other podcasts. You can also contact me on Twitter, WeChat, and LinkedIn. And finally, please visit our website at digitalhealthtoday.com to hear other episodes from our podcasting team and my earlier episodes, including season one. This show was researched and written by Taliosa and produced along with Mission Based Media. The sound and music was by Ivan Jurich. And until next time, I'm Tony Estrella, and thank you for listening. Hey, Dan Kendall here. Thanks for tuning in to Digital Health Today, Asia Pacific Edition. This episode may be over, but there's plenty more where this came from. Just visit our website to find other great shows featuring digital health leaders and innovators. Find us at digitalhealthtoday.com. That's digitalhealthtoday.com.